Damn it, Nick. I love being on here with you guys, Nick and Joe. I really appreciate it. Literally too long didn't read. TLDR, you guys are awesome. You're enjoying this winter wonderland we have? Oh, right now? get this snow out of my face, dude. Do it especially uh, with the commute now and the train and stuff. Oh, Ugh. yeah. Oh, get ready for that, by the way. Your train being <sighs> fucking delayed because there's a half an inch of fucking snow on the tracks. Oh, that's going to mess with TLDR. Please, nothing messes with TLDR. And with that said, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, the Dork Shared Gooniverse and Geeks Worldwide Radio proudly presents to you the greatest, and I mean the greatest, podcasting team in the world. He's the Fry Guy, Nick Fryer. I'm the Bad Cracker, Dr. Joe. And joining us today is Chris Shime Time. Shime? Baby! How you doing? What's up, boys? Yeah. What's up, Shime? How are you this lovely evening? I'm wonderful. It's been a hot minute since I've been on with the TLDR boys, so uh, when I was invited, it had to be a damn right yes. Oh. And with that, we're going to kick you right off and bring you back in a few minutes. <laughs> Baby! That's, so That's neither- what we call entertainment. Oh wow! Look at you. Oh, that's well. Thank you for telling people what entertainment is. I appreciate it. If we did, we have to tell them that, and you know, we also have to tell them to do Joe. Make sure you subscribe to our audio channels, whether it's Gross Apple, Pro. Stitcher, Spotify, Geeks Worldwide Radio, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find us there. And the reason you want to do that, look today, this is not an audio exclusive episode. But whenever we have guests on, people, creators in the comic book industry, whether it's up and comers or some of the titans that we've had on and we'll have on again, along with the new titans that we'll have on at some point. And no attack on Titan, though, despite what we're talking about today. Um, But that's the only way you're going to get those conversations is if you subscribe to our audio channel. And make sure when you do subscribe, leave a five-star rating and review. If you don't leave five stars, Joe's going to track you down, and it's going to get pretty ugly. Um, But, Joe... Today, no Friarside chat, none of that this week. We have something special planned for you. Technically, still a mainline episode, but uh, we what? What are, tell people what we're doing today? Well, it's uh, it's the Christmas season. It's the holiday season, I should say. And this month, you know, we we really wanted to do something special back in October, but we, uh, you know, brag we're talking to too many, uh, you know, sweet guests, but. Uh, we got it. We got a lot of fun things planned. One of the things that we've had cooking um, for a while, and and John Lee's friend of the show, uh, you know, really talked up a bunch of manga books. So I said, you know what, mm. let's do some manga. And manga. so we've we've got a manga extravaganza, you know, with our guy Scrim, who is a manga enthusiast. And uh, so we got three books, three Ooh. books, baby, that we're going to be talking about with everyone. Very excited. So before we get to that, let's uh, let's tackle what's new, baby. Oh, okay. Well, feeling a little delicious today. It looks yeah. like. Why don't you take us and take us through Marvel then? All right. So, um, wild week this week with books, right? We've got um, Marvel's got a ton, and eh, there's there's one, one or actually two books uh, this week that you know uh, I think appeal to us. But we have the Amazing Spider-Man issue fifteen. Make that three books. Deadpool issue two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legion of X number eight. Uh, friend of the show, Rodney Barnes is uh, is adapting is adapting the Mandalorian. So we have the Mandalorian issue six. We mm. have Star Wars Bounty Hunter issue twenty nine, Dark Web X Men issue one, Invincible Iron Man number one, Savage Avengers issue eight, Planet Hulk uh, World Breaker issue two, Monica Rambo number one. And here's a book that I talked about during the solicit that kind of piqued my interest because I thought it would be a good um, 
holiday uh, gift, a good mm. stocking stuffer, if you will. Uh, Origins of Marvel Comics, Marvel Tales, issue one. So this is sort of a reprinting of the four sort of pillars uh, that Stanley and Jack Kirby had created when they first started Marvel, and it was Fantastic Four. Um, it wasn't called Amazing Spider-Man then, but it was the first appearance, an issue, uh, the first appearance of Peter Parker. Uh, it was X-Men and Avengers. Uh, so that sounds like a good coffee table book, uh, a coffee table book about coffee tables. Mm, my um, personal favorite. Right. A good stocking stuffer. So, like, we got a lot from Marvel this week, but nothing that we're really reading. No, but we do need to check out the origins of Marvel Comics, yeah. Marvel Tales for our Christmas gift episode, which we are going to be doing next week. So anybody who's looking for last minute stuff, we will have you guys covered with some comics you can pick up for your kids, nieces and nephews, what have you. Uh, but we move over to DC. We got Wonder Woman 794 out this week. Batgirls 13. I am Batman 16. You are Batman 16. We are Batman. 16. Uh, and then Danger Street issue one which i i don't even know what, what is that tom king oh oh okay uh dark crisis big bang issue one batman inc issue three wildcats issue two harley quinn uncovered issue one batman scooby-doo mysteries issue three and then of course we finally got batman spawn issue one real quick on this it's like when we talk <laughs> joe and i were talking about it before the show he texted me what's your take on it you know what my take is. Like, you know, Todd's writing it. You know, it's going to have a certain ceiling on it. That's just what it is. Um, they, they, there is, it is set up for more, but from a vis visual standpoint, absolutely freaking outstanding. Like, it is exactly what I wanted. And from a story standpoint, like, it's what I expected. So I'm fine with it. But it was, I had fun with it. Nothing like world bending. Well, I mean, technically, yes, but you know what I mean. Um, but all around, solid. Had a fun time. Glad I read it. Yeah, so Capullo's art, he killed it. Absolutely killed it. And the issue I had was I thought this was a really good story, except it was a shitty one shot. Right? This is like you said, it was setting up for more. This if anything, this should have been like you could have done this in a three story arc, right? You don't want to do a full thing. Like the way they wrote it felt it felt rushed. Um, you know, again, like McFarland's mm -hmm. writing. It's not always my favorite. That's sort of why I fell off Spawn and have been sticking with King Spawn yep. um, and the Scorched. Uh, it's not to say that it's terrible. It's just, you know, his writing is not always my cup of tea. Mm. And I really love the elements of this book from a story uh, perspective. But it just it felt very rushed. And as I'm reading it, I'm going, man, this would have been like. They could have slowed this up a little bit. Didn't have to be forty-eight, you know, pages or fifty-eight pages, however long it was. It could a little bit could have been tighter. You could have done three issues, and it would have been fantastic. Hmm. I see. And I looked at it and thought that like forty-eight issues. I was like, oh, they're gonna give you giving you a full story and all of it. So at least you know there's that. But uh, again, like there's it's not. It without was rushed. Flaws. It was leaving you wanting well, more, and there was more potential there, right? Like to, to me, it's always just like there's the dialogue can get clunky at times with, yes. with Todd, and then when you look at the um the the what is it, the narration too. Sometimes yeah. it's just like, well, like what what's going on here? That's that was taking me out of it yeah. Oh, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. I, I, that's why Gunslinger blows me away because I don't find like that happens quite as much. And he's he is writing Gunslinger. Um, yeah. But anyways, well, we digress because we do want to get through what's new here. So because um, we, so we can start talking manga. Superman, Son of Kal-El, issue 18. This is the end of this. The This as a title, right? 
Yes, which which is a bummer. So, I mean, I knew it was coming to an end. Uh, that's been known for a while. Tom Taylor's been writing this, and this was a phenomenal issue. It's been a phenomenal series. I talked about it, um, you know, however many mainline uh, issues ago. But this was such. This arc in particular was really great because we we've you know DC has been working on the return of uh, Superman, return of Kal El. Um, and this arc really sort of focused on that, but the way that it ended and the way that it sets things up for John was fantastic. So the, the issue I have, however, is okay, we're, we're ending it. They're bringing Superman back. We're going to be focusing back on Superman again, but John Kent returning for his own six issue miniseries. Mm. So I find that could be, confusing and i find that i find that a little irritating i mean at the end of the book it says we'll be continued in action comics bop, 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 and uh in the adventures of superman john kent right hmm. why not just do what most books do go on a hiatus right you you take your break return with the, the, the same title name so people are familiar they'll see it they'll recognize it because yeah. someone might take a look you know see it and be, oh uh, that's i don't know what that is and not read it Whereas mm-hmm. they see Superman, Son of Kal El, issue nineteen, oh sweet, boom, and just yep. and just do one more arc, you know, nineteen through you know twenty five, and then boom, that's it. You've 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 told the story. Now you've you're separating it over two titles, and like uh, it's it's stupid stuff like that. Like mm. again, also with the dumb titles, um, uh, that just like the little things that irritate me. Old man yells at Cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yells at the sky, sort of thing, but like, I don't know, like, it, I think it they could have kept it simple. They obviously know what they're gonna do. The six Tom Taylor's still writing it, mm-hmm. right? I'm you know, of course, I'm gonna read the hell out of it, but like, boom, just make it the last arc. How hard is that? I, I apparently too hard. Who, who knows? Getting titles right and then just you know, little things like this is just it seems to be a huge issue for people these days. Right, because because now a new reader is going to come in. They're then they might they, they might not read it because they might like Superman. You know, John Kent, and they, and they won't. It's just comics can get in their own way sometimes because yep. you you want to bring in new readers, and when you've got books that are several, you know, so, you know whatever they might be, it's hard for people to want to start in the middle. And that's mm. essentially what this is. It's just giving it a new title, hoping maybe to increase the sales by giving it a new title. I don't know. Must, must be it. That's the only logical explanation. Right. That's, so yeah, only silly stuff sense. like that, you know? Yeah. Well, now, why don't you unwind a little bit by taking me through uh, what's out from Image this week? Okay. Uh, so Image, um, we have Ice Cream Man issue 33. We have one of my favorite books of the year. 10,000 mm. Black Feathers. That's written by Jeff Lemire with art by um, um, Sorrentino. Uh, uh, sorry, Andrea Sorrentino. Thank you. Uh, Love Everlasting, issue five. Starhenge, the Dragon and the Boar, issue six. I think I shortened that one and it's still <laughs> too long. Wow. Um, so this was weird. Um, com- so League of Comic Geeks, I think, is uh, all over the place because what they have listed for image versus what we got from image wildly different because mm. we did not receive nightclub issue one um hell to pay issue two um art brute issue one uh this is we talked about this in the solicit this is written by um, m maxwell price who also writes ice cream man uh mm. we have two graves issue two uh we have shirtless bear fighter volume two issue five gospel issue two and three keys issue three 
And yep. uh, the one book that we both read, the series that you know I talked about way back out of the show, Nick's yep. talked about it during a trade. We love Radiant Black, issue 20. Nicholas, take us away. Yes. So the big thing for me coming out of this that I just wanted to touch on, so, well, actually there's two things. One, I mean, these the robots that these things are fighting in the course of all this, like it's very much like, like I don't know how they're going to get through this because basically you have one character who got the job done and all this without that individual being involved like they don't get they don't get to where they need to and then also radiant yellow we only see him briefly in all this and that's mm. the biggest thing for me is like with him he because now we get an idea of how he experiences time it's kind of like a dr manhattan type of situation and as we, they, we get a glimpse of what he's experiencing now like how he's seeing the world as it is what's going to be happening in like the next however many years and I mean, it, it, time can change. It's not like set in stone and everything like that, but it all looks very grim and doesn't look like there's a resolution. There's got to be something that happens with Nate in all this because he's the like we're, with him and Marshall sharing the powers and whatnot at this point. I, I can't imagine it's going to stick that way. It's got at some point it has to adjust. And with um, when we saw Radiant Yellow a while back when he crossed paths with Marshall and Nate, like there was a whole there was a whole issue. So I still just, haven't read it because I can't get my hands on a physical f- physical copy and I can't read it digitally because it's uh, done like side scrolling. But before yeah. that, even I'm talking when oh, it, it gotcha, was, gotcha, there gotcha. was that one where they crossed paths with him yep. and he like, he was like something, one of those two, it seemed like was not supposed to be there or whatever. Oh, right, 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 right. So right. that through it. So I, I don't know if that means like Nate's going to become or Marshall's going to become a problem or Nathan's going to become a problem. So either way, like I, I, Love what the, the, the series has been great. We've been really enjoying it. And right now it's getting to this point where I feel like a few things are about to come to a head. So I'm, I'm very excited for that as we get. So what we're, we're a few issues away for, yeah, we're just starting this uh, what fourth arc at this point. I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyways, uh, let's fly through these other ones so we can get uh, shine back in and start talking some mangas. So from boom uh, books that Joe's reading grim issue six, wind, the throne in the sky issue five specs, Two and then I have called dibs. You hear that? I've called dibs. I didn't fucking read it. Commutants on a vicious circle. Excuse me. Issue one uh, from AWA. We got the Resistance Universe, the Origins trade paperback, which we talked about Axel with uh, Axel Alonso a little while back on the show. Great for people who are new to the AWA universe. You also got New Think Volume One uh, from Dark Horse Assassin's Apprentice Issue One. IDW actually got a lot from them. TMNT Armageddon Game Alliance issue two. My Little Pony Classics Reimagined issue two. Star Trek Resurgence issue two. Transformers Shattered Glass issue two. I'm sorry, volume two, issue five. Crashing issue four. Then we got from Dynamite Red Sonia, Hell Sonia issue one. Titan Blade Runner 2039 issue one. Skybound, of course, Prince Through Image. Dark Ride issue three. And then from Comicsology, we got Retroverse issue one. And Joe, that is it for comics on this episode of TLDR. Because yeah. today we're a couple of manga mutts, and uh, we're gonna bring Shime back in to join us. Shime, how you been doing back there? Waiting. I'm great, guys. I'm excited. I'm oh. locked and loaded, ready to go today. Mr. How do you feel about the length of comic book title script? Uh, the length of comic book titles, I it's you know I'm I'm neither here nor there. It's, if, if, you, if you want it to be long, be long. If you don't, you don't. I don't care. It's anime titles are long too. Like there, there's one anime title, the the uh, 
the daily life of the immortal king. That's really long, but you know what? I don't care. Well, that's 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 short compared to some of these fucking Dark Crisis titles we've been getting from DC. True. Fucking semicolons and colons. I don't even know half the fucking. Yeah, but who doesn't yeah. love a good colon? You know. Well, 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 yeah, well you mean you yeah. do need a good colon? That's that's true. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, with that said, welcome, buddy. We're we're happy to have you. So, I'm gonna you know kick things off here with a book that uh, good friend John Lee's recommended, and I'll be talking about 20th Century Boys, uh, written and drawn by uh, Naoki Urasawa. And uh, I've been doing some reading about this guy. He is fairly prolific. Um, you know, I, I obviously knew to, to manga here, and you know. It was interesting, you know, he Urasawa started as an artist um, and which is bananas because after reading this book, I mean, his his writing, his style, uh, I mean, his art's fantastic. But the way that he he writes is is, is really next level. So quick out letterer uh, Steve uh, Dutro. Uh, so Ooh. synopsis um, humanity having faced extinction at the end of the 20th century would not have entered the new millennium if it weren't for them. In 1969, during their youth, they created a symbol. In 1997, as com- as a coming disaster slowly starts to unfold, the symbol returns. This is the story of a group of boys who tried to save the world. And it's a it's a nice, concise, you know, uh, you know, uh, synopsis without really giving anything away. Sometimes we can read these things. You're like, well, that that's. You just fucking gave you know everything away. Mm. So this was uh, eleven volumes, and and for those watching, I mean that's that's one volume. That's that's a thick crazy. This is four hundred sixteen pages. You and, read those uh, things that huge, and you're reading them backwards essentially the whole time. So I, mean, I I got yeah. a friggin' headache doing this. I don't know how you do it all the time. Yeah, it's tough. Well, so I like to do it a lot on the internet because they make it a little bit easier. Instead of having to actually turn pages, you're just scrolling, and so it's more natural. Uh, you're cool. still reading right to left though, which is a pain in the butt. But outside of that, I mean. Uh, I got it. Most manga books too aren't necessarily that big. Like one volume is oh. freaking big. Uh, so, um, but you know that helps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, four to sixteen pages. I mean, when it comes to me keeping track of you know how many comics I've read, I mean that's definitely more than more than a few, right? <laughs> yeah, <I would laughs> and that, you know, I'm probably hitting probably close to a thousand now at this point. But anyways, yeah, uh, for real. <laughs> so, you know, as I mentioned this. This was my first, you know, deep dive into manga. And I definitely had texted Shime and said, how the hell do I read this? <laughs> you know, and he's like, well, you go, you go right to left, but it's not just right to left. You've also like, you got to go right to left and then down and across. It's, you know, so it took me a little while to, to really get going. And that was just because I had to get used to it. And so like, I, I've read like the first chapter and then I didn't read uh, I didn't pick it up again for a while. And then when I was away uh, in Nova Scotia, I, I, I finished this thing off in like two days. Um, it was it, once, once I kind of got the hang of it and, you know, after a couple of Bing searches, um, you know, on a, a diagram showing me where to go, bam, I, I, I started to, I started to fly through this, but this, I've got a ton of notes here, but I think I'm just going to just go off the dome here for a bit. Um, this was such a good book, you know, and it's just again, just the first volume, 416 pages. And it, re- it really is like we're so used to reading comic books, Nick, right, where we, we've got arcs, right, where they're they're four, five, 
you know, six issues long. And with indies, within that six issues, we we get a complete story, right? And that's sort of what we're used to. And then you read something like Saga, right? That's what, 60 issues now or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, 70, whatever it might be. You know, like that's telling a longer story, but there's still like these nice tight, you know, arcs. Whereas at least with, with 20th Century Boys, it really does read like a novel, right? Mm, 460. Yeah, I noticed that with mine too. Yeah, like if 416 pages, that's that's you know we're 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 approaching Lord of the Rings territory there. You know, it's Tolkien territory. It's longer than Tolkien, to be honest with you. And and so, but you're reading it and 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 you're looking at the pictures and and you're you're enjoying it like a comic book, but it really does feel like you're you're reading a novel here. And yes. one of the things that I loved was. By the end of this first one, 400 and whatever pages later, that's when you start to get a reveal of who the antagonist might be. Right. So you're reading it and the pacing is great. You're just flying through it like you like you really were reading a you know, really good book. And I just found that fascinating because it's such a completely different style than than what we're used to. A with yeah. comic books, but all, B with novels because novels mm. don't have fucking pictures. Right. So we're getting sort of like the best of both worlds here. And I think that's where Urasawa really shined, you know, or shines, I should say. Chimes. Shimes. He yeah. scrims. There you go. <laughs> um, because he the way he he layers his storytelling, the way he writes his characters, the 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 depth uh that he throws in there is 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 absolutely you know fantastic. And he you know he's leaving these breadcrumbs, it's it's at its heart. 20th century boys is, you know, it's sort of like verges on the like, you know, a post-apocalyptic, you know, kind of thing to it, even though we don't get that in this first volume, but that's where you kind of feel like things are going. Mm. Um, But it's like, if you were to take the movie stand by me and just age all the characters 30 years and then have them and then tell that story, Mm. because he goes back and forth a lot, right. Between, these characters when they're younger in, in, in the sixties and then where they are now, you know, in the late nineties and sort of how they kind of come back together. They've still remained close, even though kind of going, going their own ways. Mm. And, you know, so there, there's a, there's a lot of that back and forth and, and, and in doing so we learn a lot about them, but there's a lot of breadcrumbs. There's a lot of clues being dropped. So it's also a mystery and there's a crime going on at the same time. And it's all sort of woven together. So when you get to the end of this first volume, that's when sort of, you know, the proverbial bomb drops. And I always Mm. talk about like, you know, the, the, the purpose of a first issue is for it to sort of sink its teeth into you. And that's what happens here. But instead of having it happen at page 26, 27, 28, it happens at, at 416. But it's just it's so good that you, you just keep reading it and you just you just keep kind of keep going and you kind of get lost in this world uh, and, and with these characters. And so it, what it revolves around, the main character is Kenji. And he's he's this, you know, when you first meet him, his, he's this middle aged, uh, you know, this middle aged man running his family's grocery you know store, which he sort of sold to this larger corporate chain. And, you know, he's got a baby sort of in one of those papooses. And so what, what it's revolving around is that his sister has sort of mysteriously sort of disappeared. She left him with her child. He has no idea where she is. He's trying to find her. His mom's cranky old broad on his ass because he's mismanaging the, the grocery store. He never should have sold it in the first place. The The store manager is always busting his balls because he's carrying a baby around with him. And he's and uh, he's scaring customers away. And so, like, 
that's sort of your character. And, and, and all the while, he's like, you feel like he's having this midlife crisis because in the flashbacks as a kid, when he's younger, all he wants to be is a rock and roll star. Right. And, you know, dreams of being a rock and roll musician and shit mm -hmm. like that. Now he's this sort of the store clerk, store manager, if you will. And so where we go, you know, is that, you know, it's a lot of like little seemingly um, unrelatable coincidences that all really come together. And and that's sort of what's happening. And like I said, like the pacing of this this book is perfect because it's never any there's never any ruts. There's never any, you know, slow bits. And so he's going to make a delivery to uh, to a person that he makes deliveries to all the time. But the person's not there. And he notices this weird looking symbol, this eye sort of symbol. And it like seems familiar to him, but he can't quite place it. And then, like a couple of pages later, you see the cops showing up at that same place, and they go and the, and the, the, the person that he was making the delivery to is, uh, you know, is missing. And so now, like he's getting unexpectedly intertwined into this random crime where, you know, the cops think he might be a suspect. You know, it's it's like, it's it's sort of really you know really interesting. And then one of their childhood friends. Um, up and commit suicide, which is out of character for him. And they find this symbol again. And so him and his friends are at the funeral. They're trying to like, what the hell is going on here? My sister's missing. You know, this guy wouldn't have committed suicide. That's weird. Like this person. Huh. Like, and so like, it gets really complex, but it's never, it's never confusing. And then the way that everything sort of unfolds as we go through, and then we learn about this cult that's sort of sweeping you know uh you know the region that they're in and learning more about that and, and and all the side characters it's it's really fascinating because like i said you're getting you're getting crime stuff you're getting cult stuff you're getting you know these these great flashbacks with these great sort of pop culture references of the of the 60s and you get great character development and 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 so it's it's i just can't state just how well you know, this is written and I don't know, you know what I I'm sure there's all different types of manga, just like there's all sort of different types of, of, of mm -hmm. comics. So like for me, this, this feels like a certain, you know, I, I don't know how you would categorize this, you know, sort of in the manga world, but like I said, this really does feel like fiction. Like you're writing, you know, a, a, reading a novel versus say, uh, I even read attack on Titan, but from the way Shime has, 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 has described it, it's like, You've got like the big, scary, horrific fucking monsters and exactly. weirdo gonzo shit that that that's going on, you know. And yep. and, and this is a, this to me just feels very polished. It's sort of like this is like I said, this is would be a book that like if I had read the synopsis at Barnes and Noble and it was like a, a new fiction, blah, 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 I I'd grab and read it. Like that's just kind of how this feels. Mm. And I. I to do that in a comic book form or, or manga form, you know, I think is, 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 is really, you know, an achievement. And, and uh, Joe, just cause you had mentioned it, like the, how they categorize a lot of manga is generally like into four different, I guess, demographics. And then after that, there's a million different subsets. Yeah. So it's like Shonen, Shoujo, um, Sinan and Jose are the four types of uh, like manga demographics, more or less. Uh, so Shonen is like you know, your normal like boys' comics kind of action adventure type of deal. Uh, Sinan, which is what this would be part of, is more targeting that like uh, older male, like adult male type of genre. 
Uh, and so then within that, there's a bunch of other demographics. Like you'll hear people talk about Mecca, which is like your Gundams and things like, or your uh, Gurren Logins and things like that. Um, or your harem animes where it's like just a bunch of pretty girls or it's cooking anime, uh, which is uh, awesome, uh, by the way. <laughs> or Fryer's uh, favorite high and tie or however you pronounce it. Hentai, yeah. Hentai, hentai yeah, is yeah. something completely different. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's so many different so many different types, but the four general uh I guess demographics would be shonen, um, shojo, seinen, and jose. And the gotcha. pussycats. <laughs> there it is. There I was is. waiting for it. It's like I heard, when I heard it the, second, the first time, I was like, oh man, I missed an opportunity here. <laughs> but like you know, it's and I love that stand by me aspect of this book where you've got like three core friends and, and, and they're the, you know, as, as adults, they're trying to figure out what happened to their friend that, that committed suicide. Cause they, they just don't believe like he would, you know, he would do something like that. And then the flashback to when they were kids and you know, like how they would, you know, like there was a core of four of them and then they brought in an outsider and sort of like, just how they all sort of fit together in that dynamic and has that very sort of stand by me feel to it. And then mm. all the shit, like I said, the breadcrumbs that get planted, you know, in those flashbacks that when they finally come to fruition, I mean, the payoff is just mwah, chef's kiss. And, and so like, I'm only going to mention the two, the two, two of the characters. Cause there's a lot of, you know, little side characters, but I don't want to a spoil anything sure. uh, because anyone that wants to read this for the first time, I want them to sort of experience it like I did. And just sort of when you get introduced to everyone and how it all fits and how it all comes together, like, you know, it, it, it was just, it was so good. Like experiencing that for the first time, um you know it was was excellent so but you have kenji he's the main character the main you know you know protagonist like i said his sister goes missing leaves him with her child what the hell's going on there um and then you know like i said he's like you he, this aspiring rock star that never really happened and now he's a middle-aged man sort of um you know uh, you're running a, a, a grocery store that's sort of been thrust into this like really involved uh, story, you know, involving this cult and, and everything that goes on with that. Absolutely fantastic. And then you have uh, the friend who is the cult leader. And so throughout the first volume, you know, people talk about the friend, but you never see him or her, right? You never see the, you never see the character. You know very little about the character, but the clues are there, you know, if you read it. And then finally, somewhere around page 350 or, you know, you know, or so you start to go, oh, Oh no, get the fuck. Oh shit. Right. And then boom, it ends. And you have that moment where like I was already in, right? You you can't read something beyond a hundred pages and and you know not be in, right? Like there's that that you know that old adage with, with books, like read the first hundred pages. If you're not in by then, stop reading the book, it's not for you. But if you get past that hundred page mark, right, right. So we're well past that, but then you get that you get that moment in the way this first volume ends, and then it picks right up with the second volume. Like, fuck, yes, yes, inject into my fucking veins. It is so friggin' good. So, like, mm. I can't recommend this book enough. I like you asked Shime before we went on, and I think it'd be a good question to ask him again at the end, or we can we can discuss that right now. But like entry books for manga, like you know, Shime, you said, and you can elaborate on this, like. Well, it really sort of depends on your preference. As you mentioned a few moments ago, there's all these different subsets. But like for me, knowing anybody that likes a good 
whodunit, who likes good crime, who likes good mystery, who loves good just overall plot construction, character development. Like I'm an absolute manga noob. And once once I figured out how to fucking read it, I had this thing read within three days. Yeah, uh, I wanna I wanna make a suggestion to you because I know if you like a whodunit, I have to tell you you have to go read Erased. Uh, Erased is it's quick. It's only like eight volumes, so it's uh, not very eight. long. Yeah, <laughs> it's no, no, no. But ultimately, it's like it's not very long. But it is. It was the one of the first animes actually that I watched, and then you go back and read the manga as well. Uh, it is. It's a great, great story. I highly recommend it. So, and, it, and it's not. It's nothing too you know, uh, fantastical or you don't have to suspend too much disbelief. It's very much that mystery thriller type deal. Um, but there is like a little science fiction element tied into it. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't recommend it enough. I think it's an, it's an awesome, again, another starting manga for you. If you're really into the mystery thrillers and the whodunits, I think erased is an excellent way to jump in written down. So I'm curious with this too. I don't shine more. We, you know, Joe and I are pretty into the weeds when it comes to the comic stuff now. So we have a general idea of how things kind of function for some of the creators and whatnot. But I, I look at this book that Joe's talking about today. And then I look at the one I'm talking about. And this is probably because John Lee's recommended both of these to us, you know, probably, you know, venturing into the same creator. But uh, Naoki Urasawa is the creator on both of these series. And I, I just did a quick search on when Joe's was running, when his, um, you know, his, his manga was running and ours both crossed paths in terms of like when they were published and everything like that. So it's the same creator. And, you know, we talk about it, how like, yeah, if you're a writer, you can bounce around to a bunch of different titles. If sure. you're an artist, you're usually doing, you know, for comics, you're usually doing one thing. You can do one thing and then you're doing, you know, uh, um, covers, you know, variants for other people and whatnot. You're not usually doing two books, but writing and drawing two books is, I, I don't, I, like, to me, that's unfathomable. So I, I'm curious, is that, like, a normal thing that you see with manga? So not not, not as much. No, like, so a lot of the guys are really kind of, at least their big name stories are just kind of, that's their title. Um, mm-hmm. Like, uh, Masashi Kishimoto just sticks to uh sticks to naruto like that was his thing um and the guy who wrote dragon ball his name is escaping me at the moment sticks to dragon ball and it's not they're not jumping into a bunch of different things even like a guy like makoto shinkai who makes some of the most beautiful anime films i've ever seen is like it's just he'll 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 make a movie and then it'll be three four five six years down the line he'll come up with another one it's not like current like multiple hands and multiple cookie jars type of deal so for urasawa to do something like that is is very impressive uh Mm -hmm. and kind of again it it just like in the comic world i don't think it's very uh very natural okay yeah no i just i mean just it's insane i mean and then look i know with this too it's like as i'm reading mine i'll get to mine later but like you know, from Joe, sounds of it's like these things are as much as they're translated from you know different language. It's it, it's still like a very quick read, especially if you're not getting into. Mm-hmm. Is narration normal in manga? Because Joe, you didn't. I'm assuming you didn't have narration in yours, right? Uh, if I did, it was very little. Okay, yeah. I didn't have any in mine. Yeah. So, uh, from the ones that I've read, not really. No. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, a lot of the time, it's it's very much uh just kind of your normal comic panels without those narration blurbs like it's it's more so it's like joe said it's like taking a novel but then adding pictures and really making it like a yeah. like a legit like story yeah 
And I yeah. mean, that's in, in comics. I mean, those are generally the titles. I, I feel like you can usually more often be good when you take out narration. You have to like sure. really do a good job in comics to like have the narration fit and not for me have it be somewhat of a distraction or detractor when I'm reading it. But Joe, I um, this sounds great. The tw- it's funny because we got was it 20th Century Men from Image 20th Comics? Century. Uh, no, from Image Comics. It's going on right now. Yeah, I yeah, think. yeah. Yeah, I, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I saw this, and I was like, I was, I was like, wait a minute, did they try and repurpose it? So, yeah, that very much threw me off. But yeah. um, it's so a yeah. very intricate story, and all the different things and how they all come together, man. Yeah. And Sean, you've so now you know. Obviously, no, normally we have it where you know the person talking about the book, the other guys or guy has not read the book, but it's mm-hmm. a different situation with you here. Have you read this book too? No, so I haven't. I haven't read it. Uh, I've heard of 20th Century Boys. Um, I've heard good things about it. I haven't had a chance to actually sit down and read it yet. No, those. So it will now be on my list. So thank you, Doc. Oh, look at that! All right. Ah. Well, then, why don't you tell us about a book that you, a manga that you have read before? Yes. So uh, the manga that I have read that I'm bringing to you guys today is uh, Kamega Kill. Uh, It's written by Takahiro, uh, and it was drawn by uh, Tetsuya Tashiro. Ultimately, it's about a young boy named Tatsumi who is from an impoverished village and dreams of grander things, right? Dreams of of bringing money and and prosperity to his village and sets out with his two friends, Yasu and Seo, to try and do that. And 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 they head to the capital of the empire. Um, But along the way, they're attacked by bandits and they're split up. And so Tatsumi is forced to make his way to the capital alone. Uh, he is then he then fails to make it into the army, is swindled out of his money, and is kind of just like left on the side of the road when a seemingly gracious and kind noble uh, comes up and takes him in and and kind of you know welcomes him into their castle and feeds him and uh, and gives him a place to sleep. Well, that's kind of when everything takes a turn because that night. Uh, within the castle, a group of assassins known as Night Raid appears and kills literally everyone. Just like slaughters everyone. And come to okay. find out that that family of nobles that took in Tatsumi uh, was planning on torturing him and killing him because they make a habit of picking up just random peasants from outside of the city or even the 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 poorer ones in the city taking them in torturing them and killing them like to the fact to the point where they have like a giant ass torture chamber and come to find out they tortured and killed his friends yasu and seo and that's kind of what leads tatsumi on this road he ends up actually joining this group of assassins known as night raid night raid isn't just a group of assassins. They're actually a group uh, that leads a revolutionary force that plans to overthrow the capital and the corrupt prime minister, Honest, who leads them. Uh, and so going forward, Tatsumi is dealing with constant, constant battles um, between the Empire and trying to make peace in this very corrupt and horrible city and empire. Um, and he learns of things known as Tegu or Imperial Arms, which are basically relics that bestow special powers onto the people who wield them and those relics can take on the form of weaponry or gadgets um they can also be uh, accessories that grant you certain powers um and so uh tatsumi uh joins night raid and uh it's the story of him trying to battle through this corruption and and understand really kind of 
how bad things are on the inside when all he ever witnessed outside was his, his poor village and how things can actually be far, far worse. It's a uh, great expectations, but like a horror story. Yeah. And that's the cool <laughs> thing about this is it's, it is, Sounds good. it is as shonen and sh- as shonen gets, but it all, it has this really dark, like horror element to it that I think is super, super exciting for someone like me who's older and likes those horror type of things. You know, uh, it, it, this is a, a something I would recommend to someone like a Rich Keefe who loves horror movies. I'm like, okay, if you want to get in, like this is perfect. It's action, it's adventure, it's, it's that sci-fi fantasy, but it is dark. It gets very, very dark, which is, huh. it, it's it's really, really cool. Um so the characters you meet, this was 15 volumes that ran from 2010 to 2016. Uh, it's not super long. It's not super short. It's like 78 chapters, I think, uh, in total. Wait a minute, uh, but how, how big are these like volumes we're talking here? Are they like Joe and my books that we have? Because mine's a long-ass one, too. They're thick, but they're not like novel-size thick. Like they're uh, – I don't have one. Like, like this right here. Volume one of 20 me. Century Boys. That's a solid dock. That's two inches right Yeah, here. lift it up a little, Joe. We can't see it. Yeah, you were holding it. Yeah, yeah. so it's definitely smaller than that. Um, okay. and, and the chapters aren't all that long either. So I actually uh, I, I have read this now multiple times uh, on the internet. It's, it's nice and easy. Like I said, oh. sometimes it's easy just to scroll and read <laughs> right to left than it is to actually flip the pages. Um, and so I, I actually have a link to, uh, to this so I can send it to you guys if you're interested in reading it. Oh, um, so, uh, but yeah, so, so ultimately the main characters are Tatsumi, uh, and the members of Night Raid, which would be, uh, the Katana wielding Akame. Hence, you know, there's a title, Akame got killed. There you mm. go. Uh, the Lioness Leone, uh, the Sniper Mine, the Scissor wielding Shelly, the, uh, Stringman Lubbock, the Armor wielding Bulat, and the leader of Night Raid, Nagenda, uh, a former general in the Imperial Army. And the two main protagonists that you're going to meet here are General Esdeath and uh, the Prime uh, Minister Honest. And those are the two that, uh, especially Esdeath, especially when it comes to the fight scenes and stuff, Esdeath is the primary antagonist that uh, this book tends to deal with. Okay. How wild do you have to be to wield scissors? Uh, dude, it's dope. And they're not just your normal scissors, Doc. They are like massive, like two hands. Like the ones they used at like uh, groundbreaking ceremonies. Yes, exactly. Like when you, <laughs> when you cut a ribbon, those yeah. giant scissors, that's what I'm talking about. Jesus. Wow. It's dope. Uh, it's so cool. Um, and so to know has who, to... who names their kid mine. That's I'm a little thrown yeah, by it's, that. Uh, so that's the cool. That's the cool thing about manga and anime is it's a lot of different names than what we're accustomed to. Mm. Um, a very much like across the board, there are so so many different names. Uh, and yeah, it's a girl, and her name is mine. So uh, yeah, I'm here, uh, for, I'm here than, for her. It's better than Apple, or True. you know, North. we got mine and you got <laughs> Lubbock, like Lubbock, Texas. I mean, uh, yep, like Lubbock, Texas, exactly. Armpit like of America. That. <laughs> confirmed i can tell well, you guys hey that now hey now sure. right we might be big in texas you don't know what- <laughs> hey it's not hey well, no anybody in texas is going to be appreciative that i differentiate between the two trust me lubbock is not dallas or fort worth or austin uh yeah so i mean this book is uh awesome i love this story i i think it's so well told again if you are a fan of uh 
really cool illustrations. I think this is also up your alley. Like if you, yeah, you enjoy the story, but if you go to comics and manga to see, to really appreciate the illustrators, I think this Mm. is a story that would also be very good for you because I I think the fight scenes are so well done. I think the, the relationship and the characters is really well built and you kind of, it's, it's this really, really cool journey. Uh, that seems to happen way too fast, um, but it is uh, it, it's it's awesome. I can't I cannot recommend it enough. Yeah, I mean, I, I know we're both sucked in after hearing that I mean, just your explanation of the whole plot and everything. It's friggin' nuts. But one thing I'm kind of you know again looking at the the nittier grittier stuff of all this. I always thought that mangas were. I'm sure there can be exceptions, but I, I thought generally speaking, mangas were the same writer and artist. Like it's, it's all, all just one creator for the series, and this is like. Boom, you come right out the gates with, with a team. Is it so? Is it more of a mix usually? Yeah, so uh, I don't, I, I'd have to actually go do some research on it. I don't know how often that it's a team or not, but I know that Takahiro had the story planned out. Uh, he had an idea of exactly what he wanted to write. And so, like, how they went about doing it is he would write, uh, like the, a, basically a giant storyboard, like a novel version of it. And then, oh. uh, uh, Tashi, Tashiro would take it and then illustrate it and they would trim it down and make it fit more appropriately for the manga itself. Uh, and so they were, they are a unique duo in that aspect where they, they very much, uh, were a team in this. Huh? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm in, I'm in, you both, you guys got a, you guys got a couple good ones and then, um, it's time, John, unless you had a question for, uh, for Shine about his, no, 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 no. I, I mean, it sounds fantastic again. Like, Again, it's my first my first dip into this. So having this be my first experience versus say trying to pick a you know pick attack on Titan or, or something, you know, wildly different. Like yeah. Um I love I love good storytelling. That's always going to be my, you know, my my um the thing that I really grabs me. I mean, the art obviously, like we've talked about it, like bad art can take us out of a book just as easily as, yep. as, as bad storytelling, but I could sometimes, and I'm not saying that's the case with this book. I'm just saying like, you know, w- w- when there's really good storytelling, like I, I, it pulls me in and both of these books so far, like right up my alley. That's one of the reasons, like I, I chose a comic. I kill it. I think if you're going to give someone uh, a manga or an anime to jump into first, it, it needs to be completed. And that's one of the most difficult things is you're looking at like the, they call it like the big three, which are things like Naruto, One Piece, Bleach. Uh, and then even prior to that, you're looking at things like Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. Um, all of those things are, yeah, they're completed. Well, One Piece isn't, but they are just massive, massive undertakings. Even just watching it on television is there are, I, I want to say over a thousand episodes of Naruto at this point, really? or, or, or at least 600. I know there's oh, over a thousand episodes of one piece and that's still running. They're just <laughs> getting into like the best parts of one piece and they're oh a God. thousand episodes in. Um, yeah. And so it, it's, there is just uh you have to really kind of if you want somebody to love it and enjoy it, you have to kind of get them in the right way first and that's why i think a comic got kills just one of those things where it's it's yeah. one of the perfect stepping stones for me when entering into the manga anime world it sounds like both your books quite honestly are and i and i'm going to be honest i don't think mine necessarily is and the book i'm talking about today is monster which is also by naoki urasawa um, and John Lee's again recommended this book to us. Now, before I go any further, I want everybody to know if you are interested in this and interested in hearing what John Lee's had to say, 
don't do not go back and listen to what he had to say about this because he spoiled the thing that yes, you can find in the synopsis and everything. But for me, again, as a new, someone new to manga, like Joe talked about it with, with 20th century boys, you got your like big twist right at the very end, but you didn't know. I had like you, unless John said something and we're just not remembering he didn't telegraph that to you or tell you exactly what was going to happen. Like that's the beautiful big... thing about being an old Nicholas. I forget most of this shit. Right. Well, <laughs> I unfortunately don't forget some of these things. And th there was an important twist with this character that I like was waiting for throughout the, you know, as I'm reading this book and this thing is a little bit longer than your Joe, yours, Joe, even though size doesn't necessarily matter. At least some say that, I don't know. Uh, but this is what 421 versus 416. So, about an inch difference, so whatever. But that, anyways, that's, that's a that's a very generous inch. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that matters a lot. Yep. <laughs> um. But anyways, uh, so I I like I'm reading this, and it's like not midway through until I get midway through that. Like I get what John Lee was talking about that specific detail. And had I not known that about that detail, and just know this is a good book. This is a good creator. Give it a look. There's a, a crazy twist, like in the first volume, whatever. Like then, I, I think that would have bothered me less. But as I'm reading all this, I'm like when does this happen? When does this thing? And then something pops up. And I'm like, okay, like I get this, but how far am I away from this? Like transpiring even more because I knew some things that were happening. So that did annoy me a little bit. I'm not gonna mention the specifics. Obviously, I'm speaking in vagaries now because. I don't want you, I want you guys to be able to enjoy the whole thing. And that's, I think that'll make a huge difference for anybody else reading this, but it is a little bit slower paced. Um, so the synopsis, um, this, uh, Noki Urasawa's unforgettable thriller follows a brilliant doctor's journey into the darkest depths of the human soul. Conspiracy and serial murder open the door to a compelling, intricately, intricately woven plot in this masterwork of suspense. Everyone faces uncertainty at some point in their lives. Even a brilliant surgeon like Kenzo Tenma uh, is no exception. But there's no way he could have that uh, he could have known that his decision to stop chasing professional success and instead concentrate on his oath to save people's lives would result in the birth of an abomination. I remember now. I remember yeah. what he said. Yep. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So the questions the questions of good and evil now take an, a terrifyingly real dimension. So so you remember Joe. So like yeah. like it's and now you have the benefit of knowing how long it takes if we end up you know swapping these up and everything like that cuz you can't with yours Joe. Was it available it was available at uh, Newberry, right? Mm -hmm. Right, and that's yeah. where I got mine as well. Shime is do you know like most mangas available at Newberry. I would assume that yours is right. Yeah. I, I would assume that it is. It's extremely popular. So it yeah. should probably be there that or like a Barnes and Noble at least. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it seems like like local bookshops too, like small independent mm -hmm. ones are starting to carry manga more and more. Cause I know we have one in Nashville that has some of that, but um, this one is 18 volumes ran from 1994 to 2001. And again, when we talk about like the ridiculousness of the, 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 how mangas are done. I'm looking at this and thinking, okay, you drew all of this. You wrote all of this. This is 400 plus pages. And how do you do 18 volumes in seven years of this shit? And then on top of that, you also did the book that Joe talked about today and 11 volumes of that shit. And George R. R. Martin can't even give us a new fucking Game of Thrones book. <laughs> Don't get me started. Oh, 
Uh, maybe we should actually get you started a little bit later. But um, so there, you know, we're talking about a- a- anime too. I know, Shy, obviously, you're big into that. This had 74 episodes from April 2004 to September 2005. So 74 episodes. You're talking about you know thousands for some of these other things. I don't. What was it? One shot or what was it called? A uh, one piece. One piece. Okay. So yes. was that like also like is it of a similar like? superhero e like naruto and yeah so uh, basically what so one piece is a about a man named monkey d luffy uh who has special powers thanks to a thing called a gum gum fruit and his goal is to be the king of the pirates and so he faces off uh ver- against literally the anime versions of blackbeard and whitebeard and like he has his own crew and they have their own ship and like it's it's dope it's really cool is it? Okay. Yeah, it's you and it's, your crew versus me and the revolution. And my crew. Yeah, it, dude, it's it's dope. Like, and there's a character named Zoro, uh, who it is, who is part of uh, Luffy's crew, and uh, he is awesome. They are known as the Straw Hat Pirates because Luffy wears his classic straw hat. And so, if you ever see like a super spindly uh, anime character with a straw hat, a red shirt, that's Luffy, oh. and he is the main character of one piece i have seen that guy before okay i didn't know yeah. that all right okay understood so um something that can definitely appeal to kids appeal to kids it sounds like too uh, yes? one piece very much so leans more kid friendly than, okay. than some of the other i would yeah, say yeah. gum gum fruit yeah would, would be, would be <laughs> yeah so but when i hear so those three because i think of dragon ball z i think of naruto um, when I think of anime, and then obviously now this has run so long, so maybe it's not fair to necessarily compare Monster to these when you're looking at episode runs. Definitely not. Like they're totally different things. Like again, like a comic got kill has a 24 episode run. Uh, there's b- uh, plenty of animes that have one or two seasons worth. There's some that have just your one like 12 episode season. There's some again like Naruto is 600 episodes or whatever. One Piece has a thousand. So to have 70, would you say 74 episodes? 74 episodes. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good run. Um, mm-hmm. Normally, I would say that's like three seasons worth of anime give or take a few episodes yeah and i was talking to another friend of the show joe like after we found out about monster from john lee's i was talking about talking to another friend of the show about manga stuff and then this book also came up and she talked told me about how like much how great monster is and everything how like it messed up and whatnot so it, it didn't I, I as much as i had my frustration with this series i because of the way it was conveyed to us and not knowing when that like crazy twist happens it's it was a little bit frustrating but i still really enjoy this it's clearly still very well written and it's you know when when chip zadarsky's talked to us about manga in the past and and shine you kind of alluded to some of it a little bit with the um the cook the 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 food manga like it can get very niche with 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 mangas and this kind of is that so much so that when i was doing additional research after having finished the volume i saw that um that Urasawa was having a tough time like getting this made, not because he didn't have the story, but because it was either his publisher or, some, or editor or something to that effect was saying people aren't going to read this because it's all about like doctor stuff. And it's, and it's not like, you know, it's, it's, you know, about moving up in the, the ranks and the corruption that's in hospitals and everything like that. So I was, but that still interested me. Like I'm, I flew through this shit. Like you talk about reading it in, what'd you do in two days, Joe, you said? Two, three days, something like that. Yeah. yeah. I was like three days re- reading through this whole thing. Um, and it, like, it, so it, it, again, like 
they're very much thrown off like you about the, the, the style and how to read it and everything, but it was still very quick read. Um, very interesting stuff. And doc, Dr. Kenzo Tenzima, Kenzimo Tenma um, is an interesting main character. There are other characters that kind of get thrown in the mix, but you see some fly out really fast. You see some, there are some who I don't want to talk about them because their importance increases over the course of the, the, the first volume and everything. So I don't want to spoil things for you guys. Um, but I will say <laughs> when you get to the reveal, the big twist midway through that I unfortunately knew. And now Joe has remembered. I'll not forget again. It is okay, good. It is very much so a jaw dropper and you do not see it coming unless you already knew what it was. So I really, I, I, I can't recommend this as enough as well. I do think, <coughs> excuse me, fellas. <laughs> Jesus. Oh God. Nick, it up a little bit on air. Pardon me. <laughs> um, so I do think that your books are a little bit easier for people who are new to manga, but I think once you've given one, a, given one of your, there's a look guys uh, pick up monster because and that's another one too. That's very easily accessible at Newberry. I saw it right away. Um, and I, I think it's, it's something for uh, not for kids necessarily. either. like, it just, it will require a little bit of a bit of patience or something to that degree, but it's not like the action stuff like that is there's nothing like crazy like that. It's more, who done it? And then wait, what the fuck's going on? And how did we get here? Kind of deal. What, what I'll say, and I won't, I won't give away what the detail is. But when when John was was describing this book, the the, the detail that he you know discussed when he was describing this book, that was the selling point. Yes, you know, and so like like looking and and re, you know listening to the synopsis, yeah, it sounds interesting, but that synopsis doesn't do what I feel. Like it does the book justice. It was like, in there, Joe. I took it out. Oh, okay. They had okay. they had the detail in there, but I, I again, it's just like I know there's 18 volumes, but yeah, yeah. to me, as I'm reading it, I'm like, I'm sorry, it's it, was, it took like 150 pages to get there, and I was like, when is this going to happen? Like, you're going to tell sounds me this like is, a you problem? Maybe it is. I mean, maybe <laughs> it is. But now I'm trying. Like, it's there is a twist that's worth the pay, the worth the wait of me not telling you right now. I promise you. Leave well, it at that. Yeah, so you you got to build up to it, Nicholas. You know, it's it's not like you know they they tell you who Smeagol is at the you know the first few pages of Lord of the Rings. You don't find out until you know the third book, right? We we, we you know you, you got to build okay. up to these things. You don't want to you don't want you know the goods given to you right away. Why buy right. the you know uh, the milk when you get the cow for free or however the hell it goes? You know, mm. you get a sure. good look at a cow by sticking it up a. Uh, butcher's ass wait no <laughs> sounds like you're trying right. to kiss john lee's ass is what it sounds like to me yeah i'm trying it. to get people back on the show nick yeah. you keep alienating people and yeah. studios it's yeah. a problem yeah. <laughs> uh okay well anyways uh that is it for our manga madness um maybe we'll do it again though joe because i think that like i there i know because i was having issues finding this at first because i didn't know it was all at newberry uh, but there is another book that I was interested in reading that I'd heard about. Uh, definitely a little bit more violent. I'll tell you guys about it afterwards. But um, can I uh, can I make some suggestions for anybody out there interested in starting? Yes, please uh, do. A couple, di- a couple different genres. So if you're interested in the food genre, by the way, uh, Food Wars, Shokugeki no Soma, awesome. Loved okay. it. Uh, it's just 
it, it, like it's I, I think I uh, so I have I literally have a list by the way here of just like anime and manga that I have watched or read and I have it ranked uh based on hot dog scores uh, I don't know <laughs> do you guys score based on hot dog scores here do you have a a certain way you're scoring things we don't score we it's just basically like, it's binary basically, like, like read doc or don't. just goes like okay. it stinks or it does, yeah. okay <laughs> read it or don't got it so yep. shoku gek no soma for me is just it's a fun fun thing to enjoy uh i if you if you're interested in trying something like that i recommend it uh doc if you actually wanted to get your daughter into a little cultural experience of understand what she's a good reader of like watching an anime bell on uh hbo max is really really good it's kind of a play on the beauty and the beast type uh story but in anime form and it's really really well done uh the animation is gorgeous okay uh, so i can't recommend that I enough that on tonight if you're interested in trying a sports manga or anime i highly recommend haikyuu it is my number one rated anime of all time it's my oh. absolute favorite uh, you would never expect that a volleyball anime manga would be great, and it is superb. It, it, Wisconsin volleyball, because I'll no. tell you, I've been to that one. <laughs> well, yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> uh, and then the other one I would love to mention is uh, Tokyo Revengers, another kind of thriller um, with a bit of a sci-fi twist. Uh, it is. It's about this young boy who kind of uh, ends up joining a gang, and um, in order to save. Uh, his girlfriend from middle school, he's able to like travel back in time and in order to save his girlfriend from middle school of dying when she's an adult, he has to join this gang and like rise his way through the ranks. Uh, and it's a, it's a really, really cool story. Uh, and it's super well done. So uh, I highly recommend that one as well. And, and I'll make a comic book recommendation to you. Uh, Tokyo Ooh. ghost. Tokyo I think, ghost. I think, okay. I you know, how trying... many fucking times are you going to steal my books and pass them <laughs> off as recommendations? <laughs> Tokyo Ghost. I I know. I think he would like that, right? I'm sure uh, he would. Sean Murphy, who wrote it? Uh, Is that uh, Uh, Sean Murphy? Rick Remender is the writer. Sean Murphy is the artist. Cool. Yeah, Yeah, I think uh, because it's got that sort of manga kind of feel to it, you know, because with Sean Murphy's art, I think uh, to me kind of fits, you know, it might fit the world of of manga pretty well, but I think you'd like that. Hell yeah. Yeah, uh, I got it right here. It's only two volumes, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. not like, you know, not like, you know, friggin' Urasawa volumes. We're no, no, like, like graphic novel volume type of yes. deal? Yeah, yes. yeah, Oh, yeah, I can rip through that. Yeah, you, you, yeah. you read, read that thing in a fucking day, the, both between the two volumes. Oh, I flew through it. I'm trying to check and see if it's on Hoopla totally. or not. Yeah, so anytime you ever, anyone, any of you or any of your listeners or anything have uh, questions or at, want recommendations on different types of uh, anime and manga, you send them my way. Like I said, I have a whole list and I am still, I'm currently in uh, an anime that is in progress, uh, I, I one that just started. Uh, and then I'm also going to start, I'm trying to jump into different genres even more and kind of expand my horizon some more. Uh, so I'm going to, going to continue to do that as well. So, so where can the people find you on Twitter, Shime, before uh, we get into catching up? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Shime Time. I'm on Instagram at Shime Time 12 because some dodo took Shime Time, even though his last name is in Shime. I don't get it. Don't understand it. But at the same time, I don't have the ability to get that account because I'm not rich or famous. It's so, probably Friar's uh, burner account. Yeah, right. right. The best way to find me is on Twitter at Chime Time for sure. That is that is bullshit. I think I heard that before. I hadn't. Re- I I forgot though. But um, okay. So real quick, we did want to do a little bit of catching up. 
Joe and I were supposed to skip catching up, but Joe, of course, can't contain himself. And you wanted to share what you've been catching up on, Joe. So what do you got for me? Well, because I want I wanted the people to get as much shame as possible. And I asked Thank Shime, you, Joe. I appreciate had, had he been reading any comics or anything of, of interest. Um, so he wanted I, it, and now he said, "Fuck it, I want to talk about the books I've been catching up on." Yeah, well, it's just, it's just one, and it's gonna be it's gonna be brief, Nicholas. So again, calm your tits. Mm. Um, know your station number one from Boom, uh, from Boom Studios, right? So this was a this was a wild book for me. I did not like it until the end. Oh shit! Okay, right. And so this, and specifically, what I didn't like about it, um, I didn't like the 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 lettering. This is an instance we had been talking about this way where you know we don't really a good letterer is like an offensive lineman. If they're doing their job, you're not really paying attention. It's just part right. of the thing. And so it was so narration and dialogue and like it was there was so much information coming at you and the way it was laid out like. I almost put this thing down and then I kept, cause you know, but I was like, no, I'm going to stick with it. You know, I'm in like in dance class. What else am I going to do? <laughs> um, waiting for Violet to, to, to finish. So I finish it. And so I get, to, I get to the end and I go, Oh, this is really fucking good. Now I'm in like, again, it did its job. It's, it got its hooks in me because you know, and it's hard. It's a, it's a, it's a murder mystery and you've got oh. a really fucked up main character. Um, and, and I loved it, but man, oh man, I almost put it down because it was like, there was so much coming at you from a dialogue perspective and the way it was yeah. laid out I go, eh, I don't, I don't feel like fucking, this is giving me a headache. So, so I, I don't blame, I don't blame you on any of that, but I like that story, the story, honestly, in the end is kind of lucky that you, the moment that you were in, um, and maybe, you know what, maybe you end up really liking it and talking about more in the show and help people realize like, no, it's something that's worth powering through. But to, was it more, Joe, was it the layout? And how much dialogue yeah. slash narration? Okay, so it was like a bit of the writing on top of the actual lettering too. Yeah, yeah, okay. it was it was tough. Yeah, I shouldn't have put it solely on the letter, but no, like, but I hear you. It was it was like it was it just took me out of it. I'm just like, oh God, Christ! Like sometimes it's what you don't say, right? That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> important, and it didn't give me didn't get, it didn't give the reader a chance to breathe because your eyes are constantly scanning text, so you couldn't mm. even appreciate the art that was going on you know, in the panels, you're just like, what the, uh, and I'm like, like, yeah, thank fucking Christ. I don't have anything else to read right now. I need to kill some time because yeah. I, I probably would have stopped reading it. Had I had a physical floppy in my head. Yeah. That's something that's, Oof. that's something else. That's rough. Uh, as for me, I just have Canary issue four. I'll be talking about that show on the show at length uh, when the final arc is done. And we'll probably wait until it's coming out through dark horse and everything. Of course, Scott Snyder and Dan Panosian, absolutely crushing it. Shine. We wanted to hear what you've been, uh, been reading though outside of um you know your manga or you could maybe maybe something manga but also you know not george R. R. martin stuff because obviously we know you'd be lying god damn it i'm so mad that he doesn't have anything out Shut um but no so what i am reading right now i'm actually reading a book called the name of the wind by patrick rothis it's part of the uh king color chronicles i'm a big fantasy book guy uh mm -hmm. i always have been those are the kind of books that i just gravitate towards uh uh when i actually want to sit down and read a novel mm -hmm. um and this was recommended to me by my good buddy, Nikki Fats, Nick Katanya. Uh, Doc knows him very well. Fats sticks. Uh, and uh, Fats is my boy. And he is a big, big reader. He loves, he reads more than just about anybody I know, actually, when it comes to like actual novels. He mm -hmm. reads a ton. Um, so he recommended this to me. Uh, and so I am, I'm knee deep in this. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I haven't gotten to the point of love yet, but I'm also very, I'm, I still haven't haven't quite cracked into it, you know the 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 bulk of the story. I don't think yet. Uh, and then the other thing I'm reading is DC versus Zombies, which is 
awesome. Or DC versus vampires. Sorry, zombies. DC mm. versus vampires, and it's awesome. Yeah, I love it. I it's just it's a cool story. I love DC does this better than anybody, which is just like those random side stories, whether it's deceased or DC versus vampires or whatever. It's just. I love it. It's so much fun. It's such a good read. It's so well done. The fact that you had to uh, piss on um, Swamp Thing to get him back, mm -hmm. it made me laugh. Yes. And I was like, this is this is awesome. I'm so yes. into this. So a uh, couple things. One, and Joe, I think you're going to back me up on this. If you like what DC does, and then knowing you're a big fantasy guy, but you love what they do on these little like random side things, you got to read Dark Knight's Metal um is it just dark knight's metal joe no that's not dark knight's metal what is it no dark knight's, knights of steel, steel. Knights yeah, dark knight's of steel. steel so i uh so i've read the first issue or two um so i understand the situation i got to the point where i can I, am i allowed to spoil yeah, it yeah, yeah. it's been a uh, enough, yeah. yes i've gotten to the point where uh bruce was taken in by the kents oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's oh, where i am that's one of the first um, couple issues i think well, maybe not I don't no, know. no i think it's yeah. like issue two it gets I, wild man Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, oh, so uh, what was the last part? So, I actually, I think the very last thing I saw was he was, uh, Bruce was riding Beast Boy. Beast Boy was a dragon. Yeah. That was like, that was, and that's dope. Like, that's yeah. so cool. I'm so into that. Yeah. Uh, Taylor's uh, interpretation. Is yeah. Awesome. Taylor's interpretation of these characters and how we sort of intermingled them and fit them in a fa this fantasy world. Like, keep reading, Shine, because there's a moment where something happens. You just go, what? the fuck yeah <laughs> it comes yeah, out of nowhere and you oh and then and then it just keeps going man it's and the it's, cool it's, thing about those side stories is that they don't have to worry about killing off people and like right. making up for it later so just at any random point somebody could just explode or their heart gets ripped out yep. or like it's yeah. Awesome. I love that about yeah. those stories. Some yeah. of those things may or may not happen if you keep reading yeah. it. Uh, it's fucking nuts. But yeah. yeah, DC versus but so and the artist on that series primarily has been Yasmin Putri, who has a very like elegant style and everything in it's very really like, cool. amazing finish. Um, but when and then we go over to DC versus vampires, where it's Rosenberg and Tynan who wrote it, and then Otto Schmidt is the artist, and he has more um of the um uh, Sean Murphy kind of style where it's like, you like know, a little bit more sketchy, yeah. yeah, gritty, nasty and everything. And I, I love it. I think, so I think he draws green arrow better than anybody. Like it's that really, is, he's really my green arrow. Yeah. It is. Yeah. That's an awesome green arrow. I also, um, the other one I wanted to pick up was, uh, I think it's also another Sean Murphy. Um, uh, was white it like, Knight. uh, white Knight beyond, right? Is that, yep. yeah. Yep. So that was the other one I wanted to, uh, take a look at because so have you, have you read the other anything, white knight books uh i have so and i okay. am into anything that involves terry mcginnis anything so yeah so what i'll say about this series is that i think we both we both enjoyed it i liked the other two white knight books better but mm -hmm. i think this book's strong suit was the way that it sort of finishes Cool. It's got a it's, it's got a better yeah, real good finish it's, yeah it's got a better <laughs> it's got a better finish than it, slow start um when then joe he'll also be the beneficiary of like waiting where we've yeah had he'll be able pause. to read it all at once so that'll probably be a much better experience for you mm -hmm. uh there's also uh two red hood tie-in books which you can actually skip those that 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 red Sadly. story didn't really need it um but yeah i i think because i was like i was talking to nick about this book and i go 
oh okay i because i was kind of down on it and i go oh i really like that i really loved how it ended so mm-hmm. sweet um, yeah yeah oh, yeah but yeah so good stuff uh on dc versus vampires really glad you like that um yeah let us know like when you catch up on uh Dark Knights of Steel. God, I keep wanting to say that. I absolutely metal. will. Because uh, for those of you who didn't know, uh, I absolutely love medieval literature. Uh, that's what I studied in college. That's that is my forte. Uh, that is the stuff uh, I love. So when you can combine medieval stuff with Batman, I am all the way fucking in. <laughs> yeah, there's. Uh, they got to be making some like stuff from McFarlane with like Batman and. and oh, that would be that. dope as shit. Yeah, because I just saw what was the Gladiator one that they did, and it looked kind of medievally. To me, well, it was him and a big axe, but um, they do he does they do so much crazy shit over there. So I'm sure they'll come up with something. And if you but, haven't yeah. been reading Nightwing, you should be reading Nightwing. Yeah, so I stopped uh a while ago. Rick Grayson. Uh no, I stopped I stopped after that. What was it? Was the it was a new villain that was introduced, uh Heart something. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I stopped right there. I don't know why. I just, I for whatever reason, I had stopped going. right there. Yeah, I, I was told that it's fantastic. I need to get back. It is. Nightwing's yeah. my my f- absolute favorite. So I yep. will uh, eventually get right back into that. Yeah, that's uh, the Tom Taylor's done a really, really good job with it. There's, and there was that in, an individual issue too where they did it panelist, which I think you, you missed that. Um, yeah, I, I must have. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting experience. It's like the, the, the story itself of that issue is like very simple. Um, but like that, the whole experience of like having just no panels throughout all of it was kind of nuts. Hell so yeah. yeah, get back on that shit. Um, but thank you, shine for taking some time to talk with us. Maybe we'll do something again with you. We do some more manga stuff down the line. Oh, please. My pleasure. Anytime boys. And Joe until next week, when we're doing our, our holiday gift guide episode until then. Cool. Stay sexy. You know I will in my uh what are those nude pajamas? Maybe I should wear those next week. Oh my we what is show. going on? Okay. What's what's the commercial for on all the radio stations? Oh, pajamagram? Yes, there we go. <laughs> oh wow. You gonna hit end? Right? Oh, I should have said before. I no, I was I like Nick's just like, I'm out. All right, we're yeah. done.